the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. I'm Sean Ross. I'm Ricard Foyer. And we are talking Australian Survivor Heroes vs. Villains Week 2. This week on Australian Survivor, Haley went rogue and broke the winner's curse. The villains were infiltrated and got gerrymandered. And push finally <laughs> came to shove for Beauty Queen Sarah. Ricard, what do you think of Heroes vs. Villains two weeks in? Okay, that was a really good intro. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I'm really genuinely liking it, and I've been talking to a lot of people online, and I feel like the consensus is that the season is good, and the storylines are good. It's just, sometimes you get caught up in the circumstances of truly just the game, and then one person will be taken out, one after another after another, and it will have a um, a pattern that can kind mm-hmm. of ruin your experience watching it. You know, a lot of women have been voted out one mm-hmm. right after another. And most seasons I'd be like, fuck this. Oh my God. Why are they only focused on getting out the women? Why are they only focus on the gay people or only focus on the black people, whatever it may be. I'm trying to pause with this one and be like, it really, in my opinion, is the circumstances, you know, like the, the first person out, it was because of a medical. Then the for Angeline, Angelique, Angelique, how do you say her name? Angelie, she was voted out because she was close to George and George was not there. You know, it would, it really Mm -hmm. seems like it's a lot of the circumstances. Um, Sarah was flipping back and forth between the two alliances and could it be trusted? You know, so I, I'm, I'm trying not to focus on the pattern for this particular season because it's really just very enjoyable to watch and people know who they need to take out and who they need to keep. Um, it's not as random, and they're trying their best to keep their shields while also weakening people. And I, I, I don't know. I just think there's actually a lot of uh, really good gameplay happening. So I like it. And I, I'm just so excited of what happened with Rogue. So it's been a good week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The good comes with the bad, as always. And that's the duality of heroes versus villains. And I feel like we did lose a big villain this week. However, she was a hero, if you <laughs> take her word for it. And, <laughs> but it is unfortunate to see so many women go so early on. Um, so much minority representation go so early on or get targeted. I mean, we're seeing Ben on the outs as well. We're seeing like there's this kind of dichotomy going on uh, where you have George on the villains who's, who's actually in a good position, but like. We've got one person really gunning for him, and he feels on the outs. You've got Ben on the other hand. So it's our, our only two, I believe, that I'm aware of, uh, queer players sort of being alienated in their own ways on their own tribes. And that's sad to see uh, because it is like I, I'm getting a little bit of post-traumatic <laughs> flashbacks to blood versus water where we had the men's alliance come together and we've actually got like a men's alliance on both of these tribes (laughs) that i'm not like gagging for but like at this moment i'm not 
too upset with it because we're so early in the game and so much can change. I, I imagine a tribe swap of some kind is coming. I think the players are anticipating that. I would be surprised if it didn't come. I think that will shake up some of the dynamics. And I will say that I think the silver lining to those who have gone so far, despite them being either promising characters or big characters, actually established big characters, is that we still have our stars in the game. Like we still have all those returnees that we came for still in the game and they're really the narrative is really focused on them so uh you know i'm like i'm willing to see where this goes i'll say i'm having a lot of fun watching it yeah and i definitely now i'm gonna pause with my criticism of who has been voted out and the pattern of that and where i'm the most critical is the two men's alliances that have specifically left out the gay guys on Mm -hmm. both sides both sides. And so that's really frustrating. Um, I definitely thought Paige was in the queer community until I heard her talk about cozying up with Mr. Simon on the other side. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She's just got butch energy, which I love. I love it. <laughs> I'm really enjoying Paige, though. Um, love Paige. There's some questionable things going on on her social media. Oh, I wait, since the um, rogue attack or? Yeah, we'll talk oh, about no. it. I've built it into the episode. Don't you worry. I'll fill you in. And okay, really quick, because you got a lot of DMs about this. I'm really loving Poppy. Oh, I'm going to continue God. to I, call him Poppy. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to bring this up in our second recap last week, because I don't think there has ever been an issue I have received more DMs about than when we innocently, yet perhaps stupidly, asked, who is Poppy? And why does it say (laughs) Poppy, the man, the myth, the legend, on Jerry's shirt? (laughs) Of course, had we stopped and thought about it for more than five seconds, we would have probably come to the conclusion that Poppy is a term of endearment for grandfather, and that the shirt is a novelty <laughs> shirt purchased for him by his grandchildren. Yeah, I would so have never obvious. gotten to that. <laughs> I don't care how I much time. still, though, like I need to address this on the podcast. And I'm glad you brought it up up front because I, I'm done receiving the TMs. We, I know. I know. <laughs> I appreciate everybody's support in this matter, but I know now. And I'm sure I'll have another question this week <laughs> <laughs> we're learning we're learning well i love well, poppy either way <laughs> i love him yeah poppy's really emerged as a big character all of a sudden i thought such a sweetie yeah, yeah yeah really interesting dynamic too going on and uh i don't know if you're keeping up with the previews of what's gonna happen next week around um, poppy wait previews i only saw the next time on survivor with the tribal being intense so there's more (gasps) oh so as we know poppy was sent to the villains tribe by the heroes tribe knowingly to infiltrate the villains tribe and jonathan told Mm -hmm. him if you survive the next two days meaning if you survive the next tribal council it should villains go to tribal council you will rejoin the heroes that's not entirely true poppy will be given a choice as to whether he stays on the villains 
or returns to the heroes, which suddenly makes this a much more interesting twist. Yes, but also makes what Jonathan said a lie. Did not say you have the opportunity. Hundred percent. I am bothered by that. That that's the bullshit I don't There's like. There's a couple things for- I'm bothered Ugh. about with this twist, but that's stupid. ultimately like I don't know. <laughs> with with Australian Survivor, I'm so much more willing to let unfair twists play out without any criticism, which I realize it's like kind of my job sitting here in front of a mic to criticize. But it's like I'm just having fun. I'm along for the ride. Yes, I. But I get it. I get I, uh, it. Yeah, for these players, it's super unfair. That's so. I it, it, that just annoys me. I I instantly got angry. Would it have stopped <laughs> Sam from announcing that Poppy is completely expendable to him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, would, I don't know if it would have, to be honest. What I mean. Sam, Sam, uh, Sam's shown all his cards at this point. Yes. And the thing is with Poppy, he seems like a reasonable enough person that he could have been told, you know, we love you so much, but you know that you were on the chopping block with your foot, with your injury. We would love for you to come back. But if you didn't come back, you were going to be like, there was a way to do this with a lot of integrity for Poppy and kindness. And it would have. I mean, even if you felt that way and we didn't know about this twist, I'm surprised that you're sending a spy. I'm doing air quotes for everyone. Mm-hmm. A spy over there that you're still saying this cruel thing and just expecting them to uh, bring you all the information later. Yeah. He should have yeah. never done that in the first place. <laughs> 100%. There's a few things uh, Sam shouldn't have done this this week, but he did them anyway because we've got a real himbo alliance going on here. <laughs> with the meat tray they're living up to their name except for sean but let's let's save this let's save this because i want to dive mm-hmm. into some of the details chronologically and in episode four as as you'll recall at the end of episode three simon threw george's hat into the fire at tribal council and boy yes. was he expecting fireworks uh, <laughs> <laughs> george didn't care at all <laughs> he didn't care at all I think he was just more frustrated, like, I know I put it there, and that's what bothers me. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't care about that. (laughs) I wonder if there's something to it that he thinks, like, someone is fucking with him, and he's not going to show that it's bothering him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though. Or he just genuinely doesn't care. But I feel like there's this thing going on with Simon that the edit isn't being cruel to him necessarily, but we're not seeing him in the best light all the time. Yeah. Where, I mean, like, we have them joking, the, the editors, I mean, joking with him with the, idol, is it an idol, is it a non-idol, and they're putting an X through it uh, in his lower third. They're showing this moment where he thinks he did something extremely villainous, and that was really going to get under George's skin, and we see George shrug it off in a matter of seconds. I mean, and like, and then a more reading between the lines, it's like, Simon has had at least one opportunity, possibly more, to actually get George out, and he hasn't done it. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it's his main storyline that he wants George out, uh, and yet he can't pull it off. And I don't know what the edit's hiding from us with regards to that. I don't know if it's trying to tell us something about where Simon's going to go or where George is going to go, but I'm keeping an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we hear anything about the idol from the cookie jar the not idol 
I have no idea. Like they did not show the bottom of that jar at all. Even even if there was nothing in there, they should have. There should have been a moment. We saw them eating the fucking cookies this entire time. They should have at least included a moment of like, oh, the last cookie's yeah. gone, and like, then nothing. we would have clarity. There's nothing in there. Cookies yeah. are gone. Great. Move on. <laughs> nothing. Is it possible that it's nothing? No. No. There's no way. I mean, there's no way. In the middle of the cookie jar. If it was on top, you could. I could make the argument of, you know, maybe it was like an embellishment on the bottom of the lid and it just maybe fell off. Middle of the cookie jar, not a chance. But I mean, is it possible that they're just fucking with the players in the same way as they are sending them frozen pizzas? Um, possibly. Or, okay, so I've actually put a little bit of thought into this uh, coin, whatever it is. And it actually happened by accident because I was trying to think of what to call it. I was like, oh, the idol, blah, 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 when I was trying to text you. And I typed out the word coin, and then I erased it. And I was like, coin? What if it's a fire mm. token? What if That's people what start I finding thought. the... Wait, seriously? That's what I thought. Wait, seriously? I swear to God. Just today. Oh. I was like, wait, what <laughs> if it is a form of currency? Yes. Yeah, not I was thinking about that this like morning. A, not a straight up fire token. And, and now yeah, I'm yeah. really going to jump ahead because I wanted to talk about this at the end, but let's talk about it now. That Sarah goes home in episode six mm-hmm. and there is a big question going on right now online that it's a blink or you missed it moment when Simon is voting Sarah out in the voting booth at tribal mm-hmm. council. He holds up his parchment, which says Sarah on it. The parchment that remains below it, so still on the table, there is another piece of parchment, which you would imagine is for the next person voting. Mm -hmm. It also has Sarah's name written on it. And we don't know why. I don't know. I I don't understand how it could be a mistake. Uh, It seems to me, I don't think that somebody can leave a vote behind I, I just, I can't wrap my head around this except that there's a possible, and this is like, this is really conspiracy theory, but like, let's imagine that Simon wrote Sarah's name down twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would allow him to write a name down twice while having some kind of advantage, an extra vote, a steal a vote, something like that, mm-hmm. where he can cast two votes? Is it possible? Is there any world in which the thing that he found in the cookie jar was exchanged for an advantage in the way that a fire token could have bought a certain kind of advantage that that played out, but was edited out of the show. Is there any world where that's possible? Yes. So that is, no, it is possible. So it's possible because if he was to be voted out before the next person found another token, that's right. So let's say, He's voted out. He goes home. We're like, oh, dang, he had that fake thing in his pocket, but maybe we'll get clarity later as to what it was. Somebody else finds one. Then maybe somebody else finds one. And then we find out, oh, you could have been finding these throughout the games, at uh, you know, either at camp or um, when you're at a reward, whatever it may be. And it is a type of currency. If he went home before they had announced what the rules are, he gets to just be at home and be like, oh, dang, I had I had this money. And maybe they just cut it out. 
the entire explanation and him finding out what it was and using it. And they're going to include that footage later. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it's just like, I just don't get, they made such a big deal about what he found. And even though it came to nothing that he wanted to idol Georgia, all these things, mm-hmm. all of that came to nothing. They actually could have not included any of this whatsoever. Well, but they could have, so they could have included his, they needed him to not know what it was in that episode mm-hmm. for that rant of him explaining what it was, right? Mm-hmm. And wanting to get out George. But if he finds out that it's not an idol too soon, they can't use potential footage or that excuse of him like trying to get out George still. So, you know what I'm trying to say? So, like, yeah. The. Our lack of him knowing what it is allows them to do more with the editing. Yeah. That he can continue and be like, they could use footage from, you know, yeah. episode four, episode three. Right. But if it episode comes to like nothing, eight, if it comes to nothing for Simon, it doesn't matter. Yes. But they can still have that be his excuse. Yeah. So in this scenario, let's imagine it, it's exchangeable for something. Let's imagine mm-hmm. he exchanged it for an extra vote. Why he would feel he would need an extra vote to vote out Sarah in this situation, I don't know. Like, that doesn't quite up, add up for me. But, like, the the facts are, Simon has something we don't know what it does. Mm-hmm. Something, whether it's a currency or an advantage, or he can exchange it for an advantage, or it's still a nullifier, whatever it is. But the fact is he has something that we don't know what it is. And that there are two votes written for Sarah when he votes. That's all we yes. know. And so, like, we're yeah. really extrapolating here, but under any other circumstances, why would there be a second vote for Sarah when he votes? Yeah. And the only reason there's a the only reason there is a vote under your voting parchment is just for the aesthetics of the shot. So when you're the first person voting in in count tribal council, if I'm on an eight person tribe, there are not eight pieces of paper there. There is one piece of Mm. paper under your piece of paper. And they can't have it. Yeah, they can't have it altered because what if they want to do the voting in a different order? If they see a big ass pile, yes, I never. But they want for the dramatics. Yeah, (gasps) so there's only one piece of paper. So, and at least for my season, and you know what? Actually, I shouldn't even say this as fact because I can't remember. I thought that the one piece of paper there was like attached, so it couldn't move. I thought it was like glued down or something. But it just, you know, it's there to make it look like a pile, but it's not a pile. I have um, noticed I before, casually, that sometimes you'll see the last person voting and there's still parchment underneath. So in my yeah. mind, it was just like, oh, there's just an endless pile of part. They just like, yeah, who knows? Like there, <laughs> somebody might fuck up their vote or like, what, it's good to have extra, right? So I just assume there's always a little extra there. But that makes sense as an editing trick. Yes, worry. because um, especially when you watch my season, uh. They put me in a different order all the time when I voted, but I was always first to vote every mm. single tribal uh, because we went in order by how you're oh, seated. Oh, down the and line. I was, yes. Uh. It is not random. So I was always the first to vote. Actually, you know what? There was one time I was in the front and I think Danny was behind me to my right, but I was still technically on the far right. And I think I got to vote second only that one time. Mm. Um, but every other time I was first, but that's boring and it looks weird and they want the drama of, oh, I pick you at random. But it was always in order, which I actually kind of found unfair. I know they were doing something to make it fair for me. 
but I never got a moment of, oh, somebody else is voting. Let's make totally. a face. Like, what should I do? I was always or reading first. people's faces. They come back. Yeah. Yeah. I never got that. I was always first to vote every single ah. time. And they could all make faces about me when I uh-huh. walked away every time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, just a little fun fact. Interesting. We are all over the place. How did we not focus on Rogue at, so far? <laughs> We're like 20 well, minutes in. <laughs> but this was exciting. of it all, you know? I know. But yeah, I, th- I think it could be a coin. I'm yeah. on top of this. We're going to find out. We'll find but I out. Just, I wanted to lay down our theories because at least one of them has to be right. Yeah. We've thrown everything <laughs> at the wall at this point. <laughs> but just suspicious. Everybody go back and look at that scene when Simon votes. There is a second vote for Sarah. It's yep. not possible for the marker to leak through the parchment. Uh, it's like space. The letters are spaced out differently than how he was writing it. Mm. And it's, and that's it's fully. It's paper. not like, yeah. It's, and it's, it's a full Sarah. Yeah. It's not, you know, we know what it looks yeah, like yeah, when totally. a marker bleeds through paper. Yeah. Okay. We'll be keeping an eye on that. <laughs> Jordy also doesn't know what this idol is because there's this scene early on when Simon shares it with Jordy and Jordy's like, it doesn't look like an idol. Mm-hmm. Surely, usually it's a necklace. And yeah, yeah, we know he's right. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the heroes for a second. Uh, we have that Poppy's not doing great. We've got that Rogue is just inflicting pain on the entire tribe. And What's interesting here that I'd like to focus on is Flick, because we see Haley bring Flick into a little idol hunting. And I feel like this week, especially, Flick is like in a great position on the hero's Uh Uh-huh. She's got everybody. Did I not say that she is like one of my winner you, picks? Yeah, you picked a few winner's picks, so I sort of I lost track. I picked two, but... and then she was my final pick. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a great position, I feel like. Haley mm-hmm. wants to work with her. Sean wants to work with her. The whole meat tray wants her on board. Seems like Nina trusts her. Like she's got everybody. Yes. I and nobody's talking winning. about her as like a threat at this point, which like she's she might be, besides Sean, the most threatening person on the hero's tribe at this point, in terms of where they're where she's positioned in the tribe. Yeah, the only thing they've been they have pointed out over and over again is, oh, oh, I'm up against Flick or, oh, put Flick. Like Flick is the strong mm. one and she's known as the strong one, which I would be uncomfortable if I was her and everyone was saying that constantly. But yeah, no, nothing. Yeah. Do we need to talk about Rogue? Um, just that she attacks. Now, the only thing we should point out is I was confused when she was voted out and the other tribe was like, oh, saw that coming. I was like, how'd you see that coming? And I'm glad you pointed out that she was being fucking insane, attacking the women for no reason during a challenge in this episode. Yeah, episode, that uh, was the, four. so the reward challenge where they play the little game in, of, uh, I, I probably get this wrong. Is that what you call footy in Australia? I have no fucking clue. Something with <laughs> they kicked the. You know what I thought was strange, and they would never do this in America. An American survivor let that person just stand there and kick with no interference whatsoever. Mm. That's what I thought was strange. It's like, oh, they have the ball. Leave them alone. Hands off. It's like, no, attack her. <laughs> Make yeah. her do it quick. We've seen this challenge before, and in fact, I believe this is when Jonathan says. This is the location of the first ever challenge played on Australian Survivor, which was kind of a cool little Australian Survivor history moment that Sam played in that challenge. I think he's the, yeah, he's the only one from that season. Um, so 
that was kind of fun. But yeah, the big moment here, besides the pink panties, was that Rogue <laughs> totally went rogue with Shawnee. Where like, yeah, as as they're kicking, and you know, everybody's there's nothing for anybody to do. Like, yeah, you could try to block it, but realistically, you're never going to block it. And so, like, as the game is essentially paused while we're waiting for somebody to kick, Rogue is just like scratching at shawnee and like bug like like <laughs> bugging her and yeah. everybody was very turned off by that yeah very unnecessary yeah so it made so <laughs> that's why it makes sense that the next uh episode when they come to the reward challenge after after the heroes lose immunity and vote rogue out that the villains are giving a little uh oh i'm shocked i'm so shocked that rogue went home yeah. she really made a name for herself <laughs> what's the spelling of her name is it R-O-U-G-E or R-O-G-U-E? I have consistently seen people spell it R-O-U-G-E and have been so confused because I was like, isn't that rouge? <laughs> Is that an autocorrect? That's not right. I don't know. I've seen well, it so many times on Twitter with like, you know, like the super fans that tweet about everything Survivor. I feel like they would catch this. Well, I'll tell you what. I know you're blocked by Rogue on Instagram. <laughs> but i'm not you didn't even do anything <laughs> i'm not and i can exclusively confirm that her name is spelt rogue are you g-u-e r-o so everybody else is wrong <laughs> yeah she went so uh, this was just for everybody to know she did not specifically target me for some reason to block me she blocked pretty much anyone in uh nina and sandra's uh circle as well as the entire cast of survivor au <laughs> she just went through and blocked everybody oh you everyone think, you think she just like went through nina who nina's following and blocked them all i could see that yeah anybody that yeah. was a survivor oh player. i could see a lot of things when it comes to <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i don't think we need to talk about rogue i'm more intrigued by the letter found in the pizza box anyway well, let's talk about the pizza boxes because the heroes are thrilled <laughs> to win reward, this difficult reward with the footy or whatever they're playing. And like, this is the first, I've heard they've done this before, done like the odd sort of like trickery in a reward before. This is the first one I'm seeing, as far as I remember, that they sent a bunch of pizza boxes and they're frozen pizzas. Like, what? So weird. <laughs> I would be furious. And the fact that they ate them frozen? (laughs) You know, that's what I think is a little strange. I mean, yeah, I guess they could sit out, get a little bit warm if you put them in the sun. But you could easily turn your pot. You could turn the pot over, make it a flat pan surface by just cooking on the bottom. It's cast iron. You can cook on any part of the fucking pan. You could warm up the pizza for five minutes over the fire. It's not a big deal. Just a little, a little like, something. Yeah, I would snap the pizza in half, in quarters if I had to, and put it in the pot if I had. Like there would be, there's yeah. so many ways you could do that. And I get that, like you're hungry, but I'm not that hungry. <laughs> I'm gonna eat a frozen pizza. Ugh. I feel like there's so many options. Mm-hmm. Could you rig up some sticks? Pot. Yeah, the pot. Oh, it's that's risky. Pot. That's risky. Yeah, because then it could melt through and. And then your cheese landing on your embers and you need those to like. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Now, I, this is where I realize I am so bad at remembering that there's possible advantages 
at um, rewards. I yeah. never, I never once thought about advantages at a reward. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And that's, that's a problem with my gameplay. That mm-hmm. Luckily, there were none to be had at any reward I went to. But literally, when they were like opening the boxes one at a time, and I was like, what are you doing? Just lay them all out. Open them at the same time. <laughs> that was my thought. Never once thought about an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it seems like a very Australian survivor thing. It's certainly possible, and it's happened in U.S. But uh, they they're conditioned at this point to start looking. Yeah, for maybe not all yeah. of them. I mean, I don't think Rogue was looking, but Rogue didn't know what show she was on. <laughs> so, but even Haley, sort of like going and looking through the ice cubes. <laughs> I know. Is there just ice in here, girl? <laughs> <laughs> she's her where her flies with searching she announces a lie out loud when she could just mm-hmm. go over and she could put ice cubes in her water bottle yeah quietly people yeah. are still going to be suspicious but she always says something out loud it's, like um, stop <laughs> over correcting yeah. over yeah yeah me thinks the lady doth protest too much you know <laughs> she's a little we don't need to say everything having said that i love Haley. Love. But Sam, okay, we it need is to move Sam. This on. <laughs> it is Sam who finds the clue. Our <laughs> sweet web, our lovable himbo Sam. Who, <laughs> honestly, okay, it's fine that he found the clue. Uh, of course, yeah. he shares it with the meat tray, and they all go on the like the hunting expedition. The problem is Sam. He. Uh, doesn't know what all the words on the page mean necessarily. <laughs> what was the one Never that got him? Naughty? Noel. <laughs> <laughs> so he needed to bring the others into uh, the situation. And it's it's wild that uh, Sean ends up finding it. Um, and I feel like Sean, Sean is turning villainous. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love I love it. He's not being cruel, though. That's what I think is great. He's just being, you know, he's focusing on his game, putting himself first. That's not too villainous. Not bad. Yeah. No, it's it's good. Do I love to see it? No, I'd rather like Haley found the clue when she was being villainous. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'll settle. I'll settle. Like Sean, I like to look at Sean. So if he's around for longer, I'm happy with that. But it's interesting. I feel like this is, it's its a very rare, like he has learned lessons watching Survivor because he has not told a soul that he has the idol, not even his closest allies. And I'm so thankful for that. Love that. Haley wants to get Rogue out. She's really pushing it when I don't think she needed to push it so hard. I wonder, I wonder what really happened with the Rogue stuff because we really got a narrative that it was like, Haley's going to throw the challenge is it a good idea for her? She might go home. People are looking at her and Rogue goes home easily. And it's like, was Rogue always going to go home? Was Haley ever in real trouble? I don't know because I feel like Haley was so hyper-focused on breaking the winner's curse that it was almost going to be her Achilles heel in the way mm-hmm. that Simon is so focused on getting revenge on George and playing an idol correctly, that that might be his Achilles heel. I was worried for Haley and that immunity challenge that they play where they have to hang off of the pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like perfectly set up for Haley to win. Like Haley is legendary for winning challenges exactly like this. And I was like, 
I can't believe she's going to throw this and people are going to know she's right. She told, she told Sean, she's going to throw it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was really worried for Haley, but I just, do you think Haley was ever in real trouble? No, I, I don't. I, I think that maybe in confessionals, you know, they, they'll throw out a whole bunch of names and be like, well, what are your thoughts on this person? What are your thoughts on this person? And, um, Maybe people respond in a way of saying, you know what, this person is going to be this kind of threat. And yeah, we could do this, I guess. But I don't think she was actually going to go home at mm. the beginning. I really don't. Especially since Rogue was acting wild since day one. This was not yeah. something that came out of nowhere. Um, I still, I wish they could give us the director's cut, the Nina cut, perhaps, of what really <laughs> happened at Tribal. Did she really only mention uh, the location of yeah. Carolina and the East Coast, I feel like yeah. there was a little bit more. <laughs> bigger comments made than that. For Rogue to go from that one comment to, you know what? I actually want to be voted out. No, those people attacked her ass. Yeah. <laughs> and they well, just cut most of it out. Either either the, either Rogue was always going to go home or she blindsided the whole tribe. <laughs> forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) but it's amazing that uh, i like i mean this edit was wild where we had some of the worst frankensteining of dialogue i've ever seen on this show trying Mm -hmm. to make us think that sean and flick might turn on Haley and vote her out and it was like these scenes of sean and Haley in the in the jungle and it's like we never saw their mouths moving mm-hmm. and the words were basically like so tonight we're going Haley yeah yeah sounds good love it <laughs> and then they show the actual scene it's like Haley's standing 10 feet away like this is not the conversation they're having yeah <laughs> they tried really hard and i'm sure that in confessionals like we you know i think we had Sean talking about uh you, you know maybe it's time to get get Haley, get Haley out and and flick was talking about having you know building a relationship with Haley, and that yeah maybe there'll be a time to cut her but it might be more long term and uh i feel like that's the truth of it and you know i mean like i'm sure you consider a lot of people and, and haley has got a big target on her so yeah of course they're going to talk about it but i don't think that any of those conversations we saw actually between players were real yeah not and at all <laughs> i really believe that <laughs> It, you know what I would love to... I, I also would love the uh, page edit. I want to know how it escalated so intensely between Paige and Rogue yeah. at Trap. Something else happened. Because yeah. for Paige to walk away and... What did Rogue say? Um, oh, I wrote it down. It'll be easy for you, Paige. It sure will, mate. Like, they hated each other. They, they hated, hated each other. hated each other. And, and we never saw any of that. I I feel anything. Yeah. I feel like even the Nina rogue discussion felt highly edited to me Mm -hmm. in the sense that like, I don't think we got the full scope of that conversation. And I don't know whether what we saw was the worst of it or the most acceptable to put on TV. And there was worse that was left on the cutting room floor. I hope that's not the case, Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's more to it. I think that at tribal council, it was interesting that when, Nina spoke up 
and was like, look, I've been biting my tongue, but that first time we talked and all you hear about is the, that coastal conversation and not the African American uh-huh. conversation. It's like, that feels like something that was maybe cut either to protect rogue in some way or not have it become that kind of a moment. And if so, why? Uh, because that probably is an important conversation that Australian survivor needs to reckon with at some point, given yeah. uh, their s- extreme lack of diversity and especially looking at who's gone so far. Um, but all, all of that being said, I think there's a lot of rogue material left on the cutting room floor and, and the page stuff has to exist because the level of hostility at tribal council and after the game is w- truly wild. Oh, I forgot about all the social media. Thank goodness for all of you out there that screenshot every fucking thing, especially for people who are blocked. So I could see how how much Rogue is talking shit about Paige. So here's the gag about this whole thing. And I like Paige in the show. I really like her. In fact, I think she's one of the most interesting, if not the most interesting newbie to me. I think you just don't see people like this, especially on Australian Survivor. They've really geared, sort of like shifted towards casting pseudo celebrities. And Paige is a girl plucked from a farm. And I appreciate that about her. Uh, I think she brings like a level of authenticity that maybe the show doesn't always get. And so I, I really, really enjoy what Paige is bringing to the show. Yeah. I'll say, though, the things that Rogue is posting about her have turned out to be true. Oh, no. And so not (laughs) only does Paige hunt dogs, Paige... Don't say rhinos. Don't say elephants. Not unlike unlike a a former... Here's a trivia question. Which former Survivor winner famously shot a, do- a puppy. What? It was with an arrow. It was with a bone arrow. A puppy? A puppy. American? Yes. Is it Gabler? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about Gabler to confirm or deny that, but that's not who I had in mind. Someone <laughs> was old school, disgraced, some might say. Huh. Uh, Jeff doesn't necessarily consider this person a canonical winner. I don't know. Brian Heideck of Survivor Thailand once shot a puppy with a bow and arrow. Huh. Never knew. (laughs) Find that on TMZ. (laughs) So all that to say. So, yes. Okay. So there's there's the, like, rogue hunts dogs and wild dogs and dingoes. And, uh, sorry, rogue says that about Paige, right? Paige responds back, I, like, that is a part of farming. Uh, the wild dogs, the dingoes, they attack the cattle. They do terrible things to them. That I'm willing to accept. However, it has come out that Paige is also a trophy hunter and has traveled to trophy hunt, uh, which is the specific thing that Rogue is an activist against. And I think that Rogue's activism is credible from what i understand about it and i have not done a deep dive on this but like that is an admirable thing to stand up against in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah and so if it is true that Paige is engaging in this activity i don't love it but i don't know all the details right so i don't know but 
I'm enjoying what Paige is bringing to the show, but coming back to this Paige versus Rogue dynamic, uh, uh, that may have something to do with it. It's like the clash yeah. of lifestyles, right? Yeah. Um, so that is an edit I would love to see. Hey, what is a hero? <laughs> is it a man? <laughs> Like, Paige had a bad answer. It was a terrible answer. It was a really bad answer. It was a answer. terrible answer. <laughs> because is everybody on the Heroes Tribe a hero? Um, I think... Uh, trying to pinpoint anyone who I don't think would it's be like, uh, as heroes. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's tricky with a sort of, like, sort of half returnee sort of half regular people season because it's like if you look at heroes versus villains us it's heroes versus villains as archetypes on survivor and that's easy to do D- did they get it wrong yeah candace was not a hero but whatever mm-hmm. let's put that conversation aside you categorize people based on how they played the game or how they were portrayed on the show and so when you have like some returnees classified as heroes because of our understanding of them on the show. And then other people who are cast as heroes because of what they do in life. It's like, uh, I don't know. You're sort of like mixing two different concepts that I don't know if they should be mixed. Ultimately, like it literally doesn't matter. But since somebody asked the question it became like a big talking point at tribal, it's an interesting question to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And because I feel like there's I feel like there's villains who could be heroes. Yes. Maybe in their life, their real life. When I think of heroes, I I truly I default and I guess I haven't really been thinking about this because there are returning or non returning players and that doesn't make sense for how I categorize it in my head. But you're heroic if you bring kindness to your tribe mates if you don't lie to them unnecessarily if you don't do conniving things in the game when i think of nima nina she was doing what she needed to do her first time playing but she was never cruel unnecessarily she always uplifted people she was always kind to them and asking about their their lives and that's like you know just a good person counterpoint nina voted out her mom she 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 had permission though mama gave permission i I know but imagine imagine jeff prost being like the ultimate villain voted out her mom oh totally yeah so i feel like anybody can kind of like be swayed a little bit but a a hero was not your mate not at all most of my mates are villains actually i know it including you Okay, well, Rogue it ends up uh, blindsiding her whole tribe, and and she gets sent home. Now, she gets sent home on the split vote with Jerry, and I don't know. Like, did they really think maybe that Rogue had an idol and was, like, playing something up here? Like, this sometimes... Part of the reason that advantages bug me in Survivor, or the overabundance of advantages now, is because you get... Sometimes it's like... I want Rogue to go out on a unanimous vote. Why? I, I mean, I understand the concept, obviously, of splitting the vote, but it's like, I just feel like it's overcomplicating the matter. And suddenly you have, like, all these people voting for Jerry. Jerry goes back to camp feeling like shit. And, like, yeah. he was the second option. Again, expendable. 
um, not going to help when he goes over to the villain's tribe. And it just feels, it just feels a little too gamey where it's like in my mind, and I don't know what they were seeing of Rogue at camp. We didn't see a whole lot of her just like being a normal person. And maybe she wasn't being a normal person, but it's like, I don't see her as a big gamer who would have been like finding idols and like planning a big plot to idol somebody out. You know, I think maybe if the beef was more uh, that Rogue had with, say, Haley or somebody that the Mitre felt was expendable, or maybe even Jerry. Mm. But it's clear in the uh, newer, in a, a later episode, that they really want to keep Paige around. They don't want Paige going to the other tribe. They don't want to potentially lose Paige. Paige is in a way better position than we're seeing. And if they knew about the beef between Paige and um, Paige and Rogue, maybe this was a way of showing, you know, Paige. I'm <laughs> really struggling with names today. <laughs> showing Paige, like, if she has an idol, don't you worry. You are safe. I know she's going to vote for you tonight. We are going to put enough votes on Jerry. You'll be fine. Something as simple as that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next episode. Because we're getting a little bit more villain content here at the beginning where Jordy is starting to question whether turning on George this early is the right move. And I think we're, we're seeing this on both tribes where it's like suddenly they're waking up to be like, wait, maybe it's good to keep Haley around. And Jordy's going, maybe it's good to keep George around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for use as a shield, which I'm all for that. Like one, I don't want to lose those people early on because they're such great tv characters and two it's just a good strategy and like i don't want to watch <laughs> i guess it's my, my argument is more about the tv but it's like i don't want to watch like the the losers playing against each other <laughs> i want to <laughs> yeah. watch the titans battle it out you yeah know what i mean um titans, but it's starting to sorry. feel like the villains <laughs> have kind of like a like a like a villainous meat tray going on where there's an alliance of Jordy simon Fraser and Stevie. I don't know how Stevie found his way in this alliance, but (laughs) (laughs) but he's around. And then you've got the so you've got the sort of like bad meat versus the Spice Girls over on the villains. And I'm still like, this is a far more interesting dynamic to me than what's going on on the Heroes Tribe. Uh, Mm -hmm. No disrespect to the Heroes Tribe, but I'm just like, I want to see how this plays out. And if anything, if a tribe swap does come. My only disappointment is that we don't get to see sort of like the real battle between the Spice Girls and, and the boys on the Villains Tribe because mm. I think it's so interesting. We oddly get Simon yelling at George. Just oh, like yeah. really showing him. He's like being an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George is just having fun out there. Yeah. And I totally see the frustration of like George went out of his way yeah. to go over and say, yeah. do you need help? Yeah. <laughs> now, where I would be more frustrated, it's not that the task isn't getting done if I was Simon. It would be maybe if I already am frustrated with George. It's me thinking that George is just uh, making himself look better to the tribe by maybe saying yeah. it loud enough of like, look how helpful I am. You heard me ask, you know, if he needed help and then not doing it. That would be more frustrating than the task not being done by George. After totally. he said he would do it. Yeah. Totally. And, like, I get it. If I was Simon in that position, I would probably snap. Be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, 
You're but supposed that's to what you need me. to be able to like. That's what makes you either a good survivor player or bad. You can't. Yeah. You need to keep yourself in check. Yeah. It's interesting. We get a comment this week about from George to Shawnee about that he feels like Simon talks down to him and Mm -hmm. he's just really on the outs. It felt like, I don't know what George was doing, whether that was like a play on Shawnee to be like, look, we really need to focus on Simon because he's not making me, or if it's like a genuine thing that he's like really feeling down about it. Um, Because I imagine, or it could be both things, you know what I mean? Like there's a strategic reason why George needs to be wary of Simon. Right. And I don't mm-hmm. think Simon has made it a secret that he's he's potentially gunning for George, but also that like day in and day out, if you do feel like somebody, especially like, you know, hot jock like Simon uh, is is talking down to you like that, that, that for gay people that can like trigger a lot of uh, bad memories, like high yeah. school, high school sort of dynamics. Luckily but, for George, I mean, we see him talking with uh, Jordy. And they're kind of developing yeah. a little bit of a friendship relationship. Jordy's also talking. Literally, don't know his name. That real estate agent guy. No clue. Fraser. His name is the, the little tiny one. Yeah, him. Fraser. Um, we see Jordy putting himself in a really great position, but along the way, we're seeing George. You know, also getting some ends to other relationships. That's great to see. I would love for Simon to bully me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe he'll slide in your DMs and call you a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Simon Simon's only once slid into my DMs. Um, but if he would and it was unrelated really to anything. But if Simon, if you would like to slide into my DMs and call me whatever you want, uh very happy <laughs> to do that. I kind of you know, I kind of want one of his hats. Are they called snuffed? Oh his snuffed hats. Yeah, I saw that. They, they I want to get one. Of I his like hat. his little cute hat. It's now, it's adorable. I don't know if it's like it's dirty. very cute. It's very gay. It's a little gay. And yeah. everything that like is Speedo's a little gay too. They, they really know how to bait on Australians or Yes. Us. Like Sean does not, mm. Sean knows exactly what he's doing going out there. Like, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Simon picking a blue and pink, his pink panties. Uh, like he knows exactly what he's doing. They all know what they're doing. And I, oh, yeah. I, I wish that they knew on us with how to do that too. I love oh, it. This is a this is one of the it, this is one of the pillars of Australian Survivor for me. Is the is the gay baiting? <laughs> I'm all about it. I wish more people gay baited. Oh, shut up! <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of messages. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're from Simon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so then we have Ben making fake idols randomly out of nowhere. Yeah, Ben's fake idol. <laughs> so what? Weird. What do? What do we think about that as a strategy? Because it's like, I I get the risk in making a fake idol that you are trying to keep a secret. But what's the approach to making a fake idol with a gigantic tribe? I can't think of a single thing. Because, I mean, he, he seems like someone who's a very big fan. He's been tweeting about being on the show for years. He knows that even if you have a real idol... And you say, this is for the whole tribe. This is for the tribe. No, it's not for the damn tribe. This isn't for the tribe. Nobody buys that. Nobody believes you. It's just awkward. I feel like it's not a terrible idea. The problem is, like, what is the long-term goal here? Because it's one thing to be like, 
hey, let's make a fake idol. And should there be a tribe swap or should there be a merge? We all have this. And like, if the numbers are even or something like that, and we just need a leg up, we've got, we, we've got a tool to work with. I get that. But it's like, the tribe seems too big at this point that like all you need is one person to rat you out to the other team and you're kind of screwed and your power is useless and you're a great target to sort of like put on a resume of like this guy was trying to do something and I took him out. Um, and it's like also, so you're making the, so you're asking for materials. Some's like a 43 situation with the beads. It's like you're asking for materials <laughs> to make something, mm-hmm. but you're going to hold the something. And so like in a situation of a swap, then potentially you're going to be the one that benefits from this and you're going to be the one with it on your resume at the end. Like, I don't think so. I swear to God, if anybody, if I'm on second chance, if anyone (laughs) asks me for anything, I don't care if it's a cup of water, I'm not giving them shit. Nothing, nothing. Sorry. Just thinking about 43. Oh, I would be irate knowing that I helped somebody else get an (laughs) idol. (laughs) But does it not help you in the sense of like, if you're the only one to not give a thing to help somebody, could that not make you a target to be like, why is he like, why is he being like this? Like he's being so, like such a curmudgeon. Ugh, Do you not just problem. go along with it and hope for the best? No, I'd flip it around and be like, wow, how selfish. We all have these damn bees and he needs mine. Can you believe he was going through your bag? <laughs> no, I would turn it. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. I, I don't see how you can ask for anything ever again on the show. Truly, no. Or even with a fake weird. idol, it's like it's like what if? So they obviously hadn't seen forty three because they filmed before forty three aired. But it's like, what if he's actually making? A, what if what he's making is a real idol? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if he needed this thing? And like, what are the chances that his idol looks like the real idols? Like it doesn't look you know like, fun. but this green. I don't know where he got that green thing. That's what's uh, so that actually stood out to me as like the biggest moment of the whole scene because they've really been hiding Nina, which I, I still don't yeah. really get. I don't know why they're not. And who knows? Maybe maybe uh, the preview for next week and the fact that something massive happens at Tribal. This might be the shakeup where it, it completely switches all the perspectives of whose perspective we're going to see the game through from mm. now on. Maybe every player that we've been focusing on old news now we get all the other people now we get more of flick than we have been getting now we're getting more of page than we're getting nina we're getting that dude that lit- david he's literally never had a single confessional <laughs> like it's you know but for them to give a confessional to nina where she's specifically saying well how would he know that an idol is green yeah. it was just like so weird yeah it was such a weird thing for them to use her perspective on that when she could have talked about rogue or other shit I don't know. Yeah. Weird. The, I find the AU edit so confusing. I was going to say hard to read, but actually it's really easy to read because you just like look at who gets those confessionals and they end up winning the show. But <laughs> but it's like, yeah, why use certain people in the way that you use them? And like yeah. Sarah, for example, going home, it's like, did Sarah have a confessional in these three episodes? No, not a single um, one. Strange. Um. I, I love that we got a little bit of clarity on the fact I, I said to you this vote out of um, Rogue 
is weird that we did not see Sean say that he found the idol. And I like that we got confirmation that he did not tell a soul about finding yeah. the idol. Yeah. yeah. Sean's playing really well. And this, I, I really, really like that he had that conversation with Haley and that he it's decided to, that he wants to keep her close. And that like, even that that was going to become a problem that he was going to have to like manage the rest of the meat tray because they were on like the get Haley out train and like the big, the big move train. Um, so yeah, I was like, I'm impressed with Sean, how Sean's playing. Mm -hmm. I really am. Um, can we talk about the reward challenge in this episode quickly? Because this is the one where Sam has to divvy up the pastries and it's like a bakery bonanza (laughs) classic, like old school survivor mistake. It is the old Marquesas mistake of revealing the pecking order based on, you know, like chopping people out of the challenge, sort of different, like turn on its head because they already won the challenge, but it's like. By giving your closest allies-ish the best things to eat, it's like, are you an idiot? And I love Sam. I really do love Sam. I think he's a lovely person. We have a life together on a train in Europe, as you know. But, (laughs) (laughs) But, like, sweetheart, let's just eat the cake and, like, if anything, just roll the dice. Just, like, close your eyes and pick. Like, we don't need, let's not, let's not underthink this or overthink this. You know, it's really funny with when I watch Australian Survivor, it's really a, such a different experience in how I judge the players than American. American, I'd be like, why on earth? You've, we know you've seen all the previous seasons, right? Most players. We know you know what not to do, how to choose people for uh, rewards. You know all the things. But when I watch Australian, I'm like, have they watched any of American Survivor? Who knows? Like, who knows if they've seen any of this or have ever had to think about this? Some of them ever. haven't even watched Australian Survivor. <laughs> so, uh. yeah, we're really like playing. People are people are playing on different planes. But like Sam yeah. is Sam was on season one. He watches Survivor. He knows all these yeah. people. He's in the circles. Uh, but he's just a he's just a simple guy. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Would you have liked the cake? Never. I don't even like cake. I would cake. never. I would I don't never like want that cake. Oh, I hate cake. But even if I loved cake, that much chocolate, like who the fuck's going to eat that much chocolate? Also, like I lo- like they're talking about I love chocolate, Sam loves chocolate, whatever his name is that got it, is that Dave? Oh yeah, David, that- yeah. The AFL player, <laughs> yeah. He loves chocolate, but it's like, I, I excuse me, if anybody likes chocolate, it's me. And I do not want it in cake form. I yeah. want a nice big chocolate bar. Uh, yeah, I find it <laughs> disgusting. I truly find cake disgusting. <laughs> Give me an ice cream cake. I like that. But if Australian oh. Survivor handed me an ice cream cake, it would probably melt it. Yeah. And not because it's hot out, but because they're like being jerks. <laughs> I would have wanted the bread. I, w- I would have wanted the baguette. That's what the I would loaf, The loaf. The loaf. The loaf. The loaf. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, the, the big meat slice. pie is a good one. The big meat pie was a good oh, one. God. I love a meat pie. It's very French Canadian. You know what's surprising to me? That people <laughs> pointed out that Ben got the worst. Was the small meat pie the worst? No, the worst I think Sam took it was a slice of bread. But people said that Ben's small meat pie was the worst. And I, I was, was a little, little confused. confused by that. 
I was a little confused because this, uh, this, I feel like the small meat pie is not bad. Yeah. But then bites. why was Sam eating a slice of Wonder Bread? I don't know. <laughs> I felt like he took the worst. Yeah. Or maybe he announced he was going to do that. And so like the worst in everybody's mind that they could get was the small meat mm. pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Well, the immunity challenge, the heroes lose. They've been a, doing a very bad job of hiding who's going to lose the immunity challenge because uh, you either see one tribe or the other in the whole episode. And uh, the one you see is going to tribal. So <laughs> the, the heroes lose immunity here. And... Uh, one thing to know, I, I really liked this community challenge. There's not much to talk about. It's the fire building one. I just loved how big their fire had to be. Like it was huge. And mm-hmm. that they found a way to reuse the sticks from the tunnel in episode one. Remember they ran through those tunnels? Of oh, sticks? Those yeah. Those were the same sticks. Genius. Genius. We love Genius. recycling. Rogue would be thrilled. <laughs> They're putting the planet before themselves. Praise be. My favorite quote of this entire episode was George. George, when he gets in the zone this season, is a wild man. His voice and it's like tone and everybody's laughing at him a little bit. But when he's like yelling, this is why we came to Survivor, to push heavy shit. Oh, I yeah. Was yeah. Cry- I was actually crying. I was laughing so hard. He was doing <laughs> an impression of Jeff Probst. Like, am I crazy for thinking that? I didn't think that. I thought he was doing an impression of Jeff. Like that was a that was a Jeff Probst gag. Like, this is what you come for, to Survivor for to push heavy shit. Like, because it's not. It, it's literally not what you come to Survivor for. <laughs> yeah, George really knows how to make TV, and he does it over and over and over again. Love George. Okay, so the heroes lose this one. It's a big win for the villains. It's an easy win for the villains. You know what I love about this challenge? What? That they had to, not only was that wood recycled, I guess, I didn't notice. They have to share, for an immunity challenge, they have to share resources. They have to share the wood. They don't have identical amount of wood. It's whoever grabs the most wood for their bonfire. Mm. Love that element. That you can hurt the other tribe by doing better. And not even have them have the same shit to build their fire in the first place. Oh, I didn't even notice that. So you're saying like they had to gather their materials from the same pile of materials. Yes. Yeah. So all that wood was right Uh, in the middle. I don't know about the husk, but I know the wood. They were trying to take more wood than the other tribe. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I do like that. Okay. So the heroes lose this one. And I was a little nervous because it seemed like... Ben might have been on the outs. Haley might have been the target. Jerry might have been the target. Uh, all people I didn't necessarily want to see go home at this juncture. And I just don't love the meat tray sort of like calling all the shots, but that's sort of another story. But we're actually seeing Nina kind of lead the campaign against Ben, which I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't love that. Didn't love that. Didn't love and the fact that it didn't pan out at all for her mm-hmm. made me be like, why are they discrediting her in the edit? Why are they yeah. showing something that doesn't come to fruition in the edit? It's confusing because I don't know where Nina stands in this tribe. I think Not people like her. People seem to respect her. But I don't know that she's like t- in tight with any of the established alliances. Although there's really only one established alliance that we've seen. And then kind of offshoots of that. So... I don't know. Is it too much to ask for Flick and Paige and Nina and Haley and Sharni to come together? And Poppy. Oh, 
<laughs> He's in the Spice Girls now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's kind of interesting here. The thing that's interesting to me is that Sean had sort of riled the meat tray up to be like, we're getting Haley out. And then <laughs> the, the meat heads of the meat tray are kind of like, yeah. Haley, Haley, Haley. And then Sean has had a minute to think and he has this great conversation with Haley and he's kind of like, you know what? Actually, I should keep Haley around. And then he has to like <laughs> double back and be like, wait, wait, wait. No, actually, we want to keep Haley now. And they're like, oh yeah, keep Haley now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to see how Sean is controlling this whole thing. And like, I love mm-hmm. to watch it. And and after that, like, Haley's looking at decent position it feels like it's like a little precarious but she's like she's there she's there she's got something to work with yeah they're making her look good even if she's in a bad spot or dangerous spot the edit is making her look like she's making very good decisions to save herself they didn't need to show her doing the work when Mm -hmm. it's going to be sean making the decision to save Haley. but they're going out of their way with the edit to make her look like intentional with all of these things and that it's going her way because of her work, not because of the convenience on the other people, which also means, or also uh, adds fire to me thinking that Haley is my second winner choice. <laughs> I've been on point, I think with Haley and flick. <laughs> I Haley's got a lot of work to do. I think yes. Haley's like, and, and I know that she can do it. It's like, will she be given the opportunity to do it? Mm-hmm. And I, I am really excited, but every time she comes on the screen, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah. Like, I, there's no other character this season that I'm so, like, like biting my fingernails when they go to travel. To be like, please don't be the time that Haley goes home. I'm just not ready. I just want her to get to the merge to see what she can do. I want to give her a chance. Yeah. I know she's had her chance and she won, but, like, I... <laughs> and I she want, keep, I the problem is she keeps bringing that up. She keeps yeah. doing these little, th- like when they had the reward and they're looking at pictures, she could have just been like, you know, this is my boyfriend or my husband, whatever. It could have been sweet. Instead, she's like, this is when we bought our house. Ha 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 Survivor bought my house. Ha ha ha. I'm like, why? Girl, <laughs> why? Well, some people in the tribe, uh, well, I guess Rogue was gone by that point, but some don't know that she even won, so. Good. Keep it a secret, girl. <laughs> I know. Well, she did have this moment. She did have this moment this week where she kind of went like, wait, I'm just going to fall back. I'm going to shut up and sort of see how that goes. And so, like, I, I, I think she's working with that. So we'll see what happens. But when yeah. they actually go to tribal council, guess what? JLP's got a twist up his short little sleeve. He is <laughs> uh, telling them it, it's a non-elimination round, actually, Whoever they vote out is going to go join the villains for at least two days. And if they survive the next two days, they'll come back. As we talked about, turns out they're going to be given a choice. Liar. Interesting (laughs) that they stick with the exact same voting strategy that they went into tribal with. Mm -hmm. What do you do when Paige puts her hand up and says, I want to go? I'm going to kind of look at Paige kind of funny. I'm going to say, oh, no, I would. Because... I feel like everybody should be on the same wavelength of thinking she's very friendly and this is this could be her trying to take an opportunity to make more alliances on the other side behind our back. Even if she'll be loyal and tell us a lot of things, she's taking this opportunity and she's going to have a leg up at merge by already knowing every single player and being the only one in that position. I would look at her kind of funny. I would not be mm-hmm. like, Paige, thanks for doing that for us. No. Why, why are you doing that? 
I'm my mind always goes to the like, you know, just being suspicious, sus of the other person. Yeah, I see that. But Paige is such a simple sort of like, I feel like she just wears her heart on her sleeve. Like, I don't I don't see and maybe they don't know that, but I just get like such a genuine sort of sense from her that I couldn't imagine her like trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Do you know what I mean? And so like, it's like, um, I do think that like probably next to Jerry page is the best person to send. I don't know. I, or I is mean, she a talker? I, I, agree. I don't know. I agree with what you're saying of, of the whole cast of the whole tribe. She might be the best second choice, but going back to everybody just thinking of her as sweet. No, they've seen her like stand up for herself and get what she wants and do what she wants with rogue. They've seen that she's not a pushover and she's not just the sweet woman. So they have seen some variants. I don't know. Mm -hmm. My head is all over the place. She's a little dynamic. Dynamic. There we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so they keep it, they keep it, but Sam, uh, Sam, I think really puts his foot in his mouth here. But I still think makes a good decision by it being Jerry though. It should be Yeah, I agree. But it's like, do you have to say that like, well, we don't mind if we lose him? He's a jackass. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were telling me not to say he's a jackass (laughs) for a second. (laughs) I was like, no, well, man. I'm standing in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so, yeah, Jerry is sent packing here. And it's a shame because, you know, Paige wanted Simon to keep her warm at night. But Simon's keeping Jerry warm at night because Jerry rolls up to the villain's camp. So fun. Goes straight to bed. <laughs> goes straight to bed. And to the point where it's so funny. It's it's nice to see these night vision shots where it's like they truly can't see shit. And mm-hmm. you when you see Simon touching Jerry's face, going, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's Jerry. And it's like not only is he curling up with Simon, but he's also pushing George out the shelter just a little bit further. Mm. I loved yeah. this. I loved this dispute where George is like, wait, Jerry gets to sleep in the middle? Why can't I sleep in the middle? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I mean, I understand the fight to sleep next to Simon. Totally. You know what? I, I Now, this doesn't really have to do with them. I loved the reactions. And maybe she was half asleep. It was either Shawnee or Liz. One of them, when they were like, who is it? They said, oh, Jerry's here. Welcome, Jerry, and went back to sleep. <laughs> no, Andrew, I'm not sitting up. I don't need to talk to this man right now. <laughs> that cracked me up. Yeah. It's funny that it, at the start here of this episode, George is just like annoyed. And we get, like, we get several comments from him that he's like, Jerry's here. He's shaking things up. I don't like it. I had a good thing going. Uh, I don't want him here. And then they go to the reward challenge, and he has that moment to talk to Haley where Haley's like, yeah, trust mm. George, work with George. And suddenly George is like, Jerry, old codger spice. We love you. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that about face. <laughs> he's a he's a player. He knows what the hell he's doing. And he's good at it. It always works. Like, how are you doing this whole challenge? And in the back of your head, you're like, I'm doing this just to ask Haley something. I need yeah. to remember to ask her. I need to remember to ask her. I forget the amount of shit that I walk around the house and I'm like, 
okay, open the dishwasher, open the dishwasher. I'll say it 50 times to myself. <laughs> Never do it. Yeah. He's he's really a bright man. He's yeah. very on top of it. I love this reward challenge they did, the one where they're holding the little statue on a platform mm, and they're uh-huh. trying to get knock the other person's down first. Uh, I just rewatched yeah. this when I was watching Kagayan. I'm picturing Philippines. Tasha doing it. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, with Denise and Malcolm, the Matt mm-hmm. Singh tribe. And I felt like that was maybe the first time we saw the ha- uh, I could be wrong. It felt like to me the first time we saw the hack that uh, where you where you throw yours up and then yeah. knock the other person's down. Um, mm-hmm. So it was fun to see that come into play here. Uh, I do love this challenge. And you had like Sean with like the huge, huge arms, big beautiful arms um and he was outsmarted uh with that move by jordy and jordy's taken a backseat a little bit i mean like he's around and he's sort of like in simon's ear but he's he's quieted down a little bit but that's good that's good jordy's looking kind of (laughs) hot like there's something about the shaved head and the beard and the body Um, i see I don't know. It's a hot cast. Like I, f- I feel ridiculous. But like last year, all I had was Mark, so which was great. I like Mark, but but this this year we got we got plenty of eye candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and Jordy's one of them apparently. Like well, yeah. Last year was Mark. No Jordy. This year it's Jordy. Oh, anyway. Mark. I love uh, Mark. the the other funny takeaway from this reward challenge was that okay, so they're winning like shelter supplies and stuff like that. Plus lasagna and it's like jlp had one tray of lasagna but when they got to camp they had like four trays of lasagna we and they were cooked cooked i know i was like what are they gonna do here but they were nice to them this time so i so inconsistent i don't understand way more lasagna Uh, than i thought they gotta give them real ones but three lasagnas at least i saw at least three it could have been more yeah that's a shit ton of food (laughs) it was a lot of food and uh there was this great moment when JLP announced it, where Liz, who has kind of disappeared, uh, I, I'm excited to see more of Liz, but she's kind of disappeared for the moment. But she did have uh, one of the scene stealing moments in this uh, reward challenge where she went, Mmm, lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, you messaged me about this. I have no clue what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm not going back to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've clipped it out. I will send you the clip. Send it to me. Send it to me. <laughs> so the heroes win. Uh, Haley's licking her plate. It's nice to know the winners are just like us. Just like us. <laughs> Do you, are you a plate licker? No. No. I lick my I lick my bowls. I lick my plate. <laughs> no. So, you know, I think Don't the reason why. I think the reason why is I always will leave. a If there's a, like a bread, right? I'll always leave a piece mm. of bread for the end and sop up everything on sop. the plate with that bread. So that it's a clean plate. I have the cleanest You're plate. Sopper. Sopper. Yeah. If it's a good meal, I'm licking my plate. At home. I'm not going to do it at a restaurant. But like, <laughs> oh, I'm a plate licker. There's nothing quite like it. <laughs> oh, I And Haley like just it. going on about the melted cheese. the melted cheese. Mm. <laughs> I liked the photos from home. That was really, really cute. Oh yeah, that was okay. Cute. I think they, I think they missed a shot here. Okay, they explain. should have given Nina Sandra's cast photo. <laughs> like, that would have been the biggest gag of all time. <laughs> Could you imagine? 
That's funny. Oh, like but they, we got it was nice that they did give her a picture of Sandra. She probably wanted a picture of like her boyfriend or something, but they gave her a picture of Sandra uh, and her dad as well. Um, anybody? Oh, we had we had a big emotional moment from Paige here, which is another endearing Paige moment this week. Oh, her grandma and the I love that they were all teasing her. Um, yeah. When she said her grandma was even shorter than she is. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it was, I was crying. I was crying at that. I was crying when I found out that everybody in the meat tray has a wife or girlfriend. (laughs) Like, who who thought we wanted that? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I also love that over on the villains, we're getting a little bit of information and that we see this, uh, Almost a, like it might be too early to say, but almost a cross tribal alliance between imagine this George, Shawnee, Jerry, the other Shawnee, Sharni, and Haley. Imagine that alliance. Let's just imagine the Spice Girls come together. So the entire George, alliance you Shawnee, said earlier, Jerry. but without Nina and with Jerry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we'll bring Flick in, like Flick's on the outskirts with Haley, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that's the savior to all of this like meat training that's going on is like if those people can come together and work together, that is a gag. Except I don't love the idea of a Shawnee and a Sharni, especially with the Australian accent. It's the it's literally the same Shawnee, Shawnee, <laughs> Sean. But uh, but I am I, I'm that's something I would like to see, and it, it's like a possibility. Mm. Let's go to the immunity challenge because people are talking about this immunity challenge. Uh. <laughs> what did you think? Did you love it? Okay, it was uh, that puzzle looks very hard. Uh, climbing out of the rope, oh, they, like it hurts just thinking about it. Dragging your body against that hot ass sand—that it sounds awful. It really does not sound very fun. Unless you've got Sean, I know, to build a tent for you with his big body big body (laughs) god he's so big now here's my beef and i've already told you this (laughs) it was (laughs) it could have been such a cool moment if they had shown first of all a conversation earlier in the season of ben and Paige confiding in each other that they have deaf family members Paige has Mm -hmm. a deaf mom Ben has a deaf cousin. We d- we hear nothing about this. So for Paige out of nowhere to be like, Ben, sign the letters to me. I was like, how the shit would she know that he knows how to sign? What? But where I'm frustrated is the, the editors, they chose to focus on Ben's hands when he was making letters that were not sign language. He was just making shapes (laughs) with his hands. And it makes me so mad. I'm not saying he doesn't use sign. And I fully understand the letters he was trying to say in those moments were ones that if you're very far away and you're being page, if you happen to know uh, how to finger spell T and N and M, they are very, very similar. And then A and S very similar in sign language. So those would be hard. That would be hard to get, to page that far away for her to understand. Hmm. But for the edit's sake, show actual sign language in this edit and not him making a T with his hands. Oh, I, I, you can't even see a video, everybody listening <laughs> in their cars. <laughs> well, everybody but knows what a T with the hands look like, yeah. So, fr- it was like a timeout. But they're just like, what? 
<laughs> were there sign letters though? I saw a few signs. So specifically when he was uh, doing you, he did you, but he had it pressed against hit the back of his hand. And I was like, oh, maybe that's his. I don't know how they sign in Australia, to be fair. Um, I still know it's not a, a big T like that and an S and the shape. <laughs> you don't need two hands to make an S. But he was signing by pressing real sign language letters against the back of his palm, his open palm. Mm. And I was like... Is that his way of trying to make it easier for her to see? But I actually think that would be more difficult to see. You just see a whole bunch mm-hmm. of hand as opposed to just letters. Yes, there were some little signs that he was throwing in there. Mm-hmm. But the big focus moments, just shapes. Just right. shapes. Right. Um, and I would I like wonder. I would like uh, Paige to get more credit for this. You know, JLP said to Ben, I don't think I've ever... I'm not going to do an accent. I don't think I've ever seen something we've done a challenge. Paige is the one who came up with that idea. Mm. She screamed it at everybody, said to sign, Ben got the glory. A little bit of a bummer. Yeah, it was a really exciting challenge. And the fact that the villains started copying the heroes while they were doing this like really cool, innovative thing and then came so close. like It felt like it didn't even seem like... I don't know. I don't know if I was being tricked by the editor or not. Sometimes I lose myself in these episodes where I'm like, it really seemed like milliseconds away. And I love the whole contraption that it's like, if you drop one block wrong, you have to drop the whole thing. I hadn't like, even I thought really about like it. That yeah. Concept. I hadn't even thought about it while watching. It. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it was by a millisecond. I really do think it really was that close because there was a brief moment where Simon says, did you get it? Because yeah. I think he thought, he thought he won. He thought he won. Yeah. 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 So it was that close. I really liked this. I really liked it. Uh, it's, it's like a basic challenge, but it was just like slightly different. And then the players made it special. So really, really loved this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, the heroes do win and the villains have to go back to tribal council. Again, Simon's just like, he he can't seem to pull off this George boot. And I don't know what's going on because this seems like the round where he could have done it. Yeah. Where Sarah's drifting from the Spice Girls. She was never an official member. But probably because of being friends with uh, Liz and Shawnee and, you know, George was in there braiding her hair Mm -hmm. and there's some camaraderie there, but she's sort of drifting to work with the guys. And apparently she has a close relationship with Stevie. And so it's like they've got the numbers to get George out. And I don't quite understand, based on the edit, how George gets out of it. Especially the fact that Sarah is specifically telling Simon she will vote out George. He can mm-hmm. have this knowledge in his mind to get out Sarah next, but he has a number on his side to get out George. And then he turns against that number to get out George. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least don't vote out. If you have another alternative reason to vote out someone other than George and you're willing to keep him one more time, at least vote out someone who was not willing to work with you. I know she's Lucy. She's going on both sides. But she was willing to do your move. Why turn on her? I'm sure there's a reason for it, but just edit-wise, oh, Yeah, I don't do think that? we got the full story on this one. I don't mm-hmm. think we got the full story because even so, like, I, I did feel like watching it. Okay, so George talks to Stevie about getting Sarah out because he's starting to feel like she's drifting, right? Uh, And then I felt like 
Stevie then goes and talks to Fraser. And I feel like somewhere in that conversation, they must have agreed, okay, or Stevie told them, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to vote out Sarah. And then it's, like, inevitable. They have the numbers. The Spice Girls suddenly have the numbers. And it's going to be Sarah. And so everybody goes along with it. That's what I assumed happened. Mm -hmm. But my big remaining question is, if that's the case, because we see everybody unanimously vote Sarah, is this not the time for Simon to try what he thinks is an idol? Yeah. And get George out. Like this is that this is the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so like again that we haven't heard about this idol in a while, this non-idol coupled with the second vote for Sarah when Simon's voting. Like I don't know what's going on here, but I I do feel like we haven't gotten a full story. Yeah. Little strange. Uh loved George saying um Simon's baggage <laughs> with him is that he made it for the, the game and he needs to get over it. It was just like so... Yeah. This fucking child. He needs yeah. to get over it. My God, I lost two. I think that's the big piece. George lost two. <laughs> he is yeah. not a winner. Yeah. And yeah. Like, <laughs> Take it up with Haley. Yeah. Uh, the other funny thing here is that George... <laughs> speaking of George knowing how to make TV, I don't know how many different ways he said he was going to push Sarah in one direction or another at tribal council. He's going to push her in the fire. He's going to push her down the stairs. Uh, loved that. But Sarah also, for somebody who got no confessionals, Sarah was a big presence on the show. And I'm, yes. I'm sad to see her go. And like, just like, I didn't notice that she didn't get confessionals this week and the week that she's going home because I just felt like she was around and just like the language she uses the like the violent imagery she uses of like calling george a snake in the grass and she's like i love to step on snakes (laughs) in her heels i thought you preferred pushing them down the stairs but like stepping on them fine uh she's just always with the like physicality of it all Mm -hmm. uh and she had that incredible moment when she got voted out with her final words and she turns and says i have something to tell you guys (laughs) I didn't push Miss Grease down the stairs. I thought was a truly iconic exit. <laughs> like I can't think of another exit as good as that. And you so know she Andrew pushed Savage and Second Chances, but that was because of <laughs> what other people were saying to him. Mm-hmm. She pushed that lady. She pushed her. I don't care. I have an article. Oh, dear. that I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> So this is an article from three years ago at the time of the event. It's from the Greek City Times. Miss Hellas claims she was viciously attacked by Miss Australia. Greece's, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Hellas, Helis. Because it's like, you know, the Greek, like, whatever. Greece's Miss Hellas, 2019, Raffaella Plastira told reporters she was viciously attacked by Miss Australia during rehearsals in the Miss World contest, resulting in injuries. The 20-year-old model is currently in London and will represent Greece in the Miss World pageant on Saturday, December 14th. However, Plastira says she was forced to withdraw from certain competition activities this week after the attack left her with a sprained ankle. (laughs) As reported by Espresso GR... (laughs) 
Miss Grease, I'm going to say, because I don't know if I'm pronouncing this word right, was attacked by Miss Australia on Saturday while they were leaving on an official gathering. Quote, we were coming back from an event, and as I was getting off the bus, Miss Australia was behind me, and she pushed me with force. (laughs) I fell and sprained my ankle. For two days, I was in a wheelchair, and I was unable to walk. I'm still with gauze on my foot. (laughs) The girl who assaulted me claims that it was a mistake and that it was an accident, but she pushed me on purpose. From the beginning, Miss Australia was very rude and very hostile towards me. The attack and the sprain have made me feel even more confident about the final. Because she's coming coming back to the final. Don't don't think she won. Um, The gauze really set me off. But I think it might just be a bad (laughs) translation where she was like, I think she just has a wrap on it. Uh But the gauze, suddenly I had like images of blood and like gore. Um, But that's... (laughs) I just wanted to share Miss Grease's side of the story because we got a lot from Sarah, and that's there must be there must be an issue with this translation because (laughs) she's using um, attacks as in multiple. She's saying injuries as in multiple. One sprained ankle (laughs) does not multiple attacks. She might have a cut on her arm, maybe or something scrape on her hand. <laughs> I did put a poll up on the Instagram to put it to the public. I put it to the court of public opinion and I asked, did Sarah push Miss Grease down the stairs? 78% of you voted yes and 22% of you, which was a bigger number than I thought, voted no. Mm. And I don't know if you all know this, but I can see what you voted. <laughs> and I'm just saying that certain people involved with Australian Survivor, I see you. (laughs) I see you. And your secret is safe with me. And me, since he sent me screenshots. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. We lose Sarah. Uh, We had also lost Rogue. I feel like we lost two really big characters. One I'm sad to see go, and one was satisfying to see go. Mm -hmm. And Sunday, this preview for Sunday. Oh, so excited. Forget the Super Bowl. Oh, that is Sunday. <laughs> when do this we is do my we get, Super Bowl? Do we get to see it Sunday morning? I think so. Oh, fabulous! Yeah. That is a big day then. Rihanna so it's very and soon. and uh, Survivor and and whatever the most historic tribal council in years. I'm deliver. worried because this could go one of two ways. Uh, it could either be a big game move, right? Uh, where you remember that they were really hyping up last season, the episode when Sam took the idol from Jesse and voted him out. Mm-hmm. That was one that they were hyping up as, uh, I think, one of the most devious moves Survivor's ever seen. And it was. And so I'm not getting the same sense from this preview mm-hmm. that it's necessarily a game. The concern I have, I'll just lay it all out there, I'm concerned for a Jeff Varner-esque moment. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it would be the same. Uh, I don't know that anybody is trans or or not trans on the cast. I'm not saying that it's going to be like that, but it's like, I'm concerned that it's going to be a personal attack on somebody or that somebody is going to get physical. Yeah, they've definitely not focused on the gameplay at all. They have not said, they haven't said shit about gameplay. (laughs) So I don't know what to think here because like, if Rogue was still in the game, I'd be like, oh, it's definitely personal. 
<laughs> I was going to say some shit. And, uh, but she's not in the game. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like we have Simon and George going to head to head. And George has already made a comment about how he's feeling like sort of like belittled by Simon. Is mm-hmm. that going to blow up into something? Uh, who else do we have that could come to like big controversy? Um, yeah. Uh, we could see, I mean, it would not be a big deal in my opinion, but Webb being pissed off that Sean took his idol clue and stole his idol essentially and didn't tell him mm. about it. Oh, if the meat tray goes at it? Yeah, I mean, actually, Webb found that clue. Case. <laughs> Put them in a mud wrestling pit and have them <laughs> sorted out. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I mean, that's a controversy. We don't have the Nina or Paige shit with Rogue anymore. The Spice Girls are still buddy buddy. Um, I could see the George other concern being... I have is like ben, ben is on the outs on the heroes, and so like I just don't want to see I like know, I don't want to see somebody on the outs or like who's already feeling like marginalized for some reason like have to deal with something Varner esque. That's my concern. But like mm. if it's just a tribal with some extreme fireworks and maybe like a fun move. I could see Poppy getting attacked for knowing that he gets to come back and then creating yeah. all these really great relationships and then being told, oh, you have the choice at, at Tribal, being told you have the choice to go back, which you know knew about, and everyone attacking Poppy. I could see Ooh, that. That would be fun. Well, we're going to keep our eye on it. I was kind of toying with the idea of like, it. what if the Tribal is so amazing we want to talk about just that episode and do an early episode, but I don't want to promise that. Let's think about it. Yeah. I just didn't. I, I, that's what I was thinking. That's what was on yeah, my yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you never know what's going to happen here. Okay. So to make sure you don't miss an episode coming up, subscribe to the show, rate and review it if you like it. Tell all your Australian friends. We want to go to number one in the Australian charts. Just kidding. But I mean, like, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, we are working on a really fun U.S. Survivor interview that Evan and I will do. We've wrapped up our Traders U.S. coverage. So if you're watching the Traders U.S. or you haven't yet watched it, they're about to do a reunion. And best way to catch up or rewatch it is to follow along on our very fun recaps uh, where we talk 50% of the time about the Traders U.S. and 50% of the time about absolute nonsense. So that is all available to you now. Go follow us at Drop Your Buffs Pod on Instagram where I will put up a screenshot from one of the episodes this week. And Ricard, what emoji should people comment on it? Ooh, the emoji should be the I love you sign for sign language. Yes, that one. Which one is that? Google I love you in sign language. It's where you have your middle and ring finger down. You have your thumb index and pinky finger extended out. Kind of like you're making a coyote or something with your hand. Yes. I think of this one as it's like the rock and roll sign that you do at like the Avril Lavigne concert. With your thumb out. With the devil horns, except you also throw your thumb out. Yes. And so that's I love you because... The pinky up is the I in sign language. The L is the thumb and index finger out for love. And then if you have your index finger down, the pinky and thumb out is a Y in sign language. So it's actually the first letters of all three words, even though the first word is just a letter. Oh, very appropriate because we're using letters. Okay, Mm -hmm. love that. Loving that concept. Yeah, I love you. Okay, and we're aiming that at Simon or Sean. (laughs) <laughs> okay 
Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.